Three to Us on Faith with Father Francis Salmon. Pope Benedict XVI's declaration of the year of faith is very timely because the proper virtue of faith has been much overlooked and widely misunderstood in the last half century. The year of faith will begin on the 11th of October 2012, which day will be the 50th anniversary of the opening of the Second Vatican Council. Unlike previous councils of the Church, the Second Vatican Council did not define doctrines, but was rather a pastoral council. Its aim was to renew the life of the Church and bring her up to date, so to speak, with the contemporary world. One of the consequences of this council, though not an intended effect, was that many people, including theologians in the Church, began to say that faith is not in doctrines, but primarily in a person, Jesus Christ. It is true, as I shall note later, that faith is first in a divine person, but it was quite wrong to think that faith is not in clearly defined doctrines. Faith as mere trust properly belongs to the virtue of hope. Religion without clear doctrines is vague, lacks substance, and drifts into a stream of floating sentiment that provides us with no firm point on which to hold and found our lives. No doubt Benedict XVI has not declared this year of faith just to commemorate the Vatican Council fifty years ago, but primarily to remedy a great need in the Church today, to be reminded of the true nature of Catholic faith. I would like, therefore, to say shortly and simply what the virtue of faith is, and why we believe the doctrines taught by the Catholic Church. This has been largely forgotten. But the first thing to say about faith as a supernatural virtue is that it is the beginning of eternal life in us. The seed of faith is sown in us when we receive the first grace at our baptism. The virtue of faith is given to us with baptism needs to be exercised, for no virtue exists without acts of that virtue. Faith is not just an inner conviction of mind, but also requires public profession of it before others. Faith is both based on the witness of others, so includes trust in persons, originally in Christ, who is called the faithful witness, Revelations 1.5, and requires us to witness to it before others. Thus we exercise acts of faith in prayer, which is founded on faith, hope and charity, and in the profession of our faith in union with others, as at Mass in church, and before others in the world who question or attack us. The particular kind of act that faith is, is what we call assent. St. Augustine, St. Thomas Aquinas following him, and Blessed John Henry Newman all agree in describing faith as an assent. 
to assent obviously requires something to assent to. Newman says that assent is to propositions, and the propositions that faith assents to are the teachings or doctrines of the Church, in the first place the articles of the Creed. Thus the virtue of faith of its nature involves believing in certain doctrines. Doctrines, of course, require someone to teach them. They require a teacher. This is Christ and the Church, who was authorized by him in the persons of the apostles to teach in his name to the ends of the earth. Christ himself received his authority to teach from his Father in heaven. Matthew 28.18 One thing we constantly need to remember when talking about faith is that as St. Paul says, it is in things unseen. 2 Corinthians 4.18 We believe someone else's report about something that we do not see directly ourselves. Our faith originally goes back to Christ, our teacher, called the pioneer of our faith, Hebrews 12.2, because he alone could say, we speak about what we know and have seen, John 3.13. As faith is in things we do not and cannot see in this life, it requires two things, an exterior and an interior cause. The interior cause of faith is an inclination of the heart to believe. We do not need proof of faith, but a will that is rightly disposed. As faith is an assent, in itself it is an act of the intellect. But as we do not see the things of faith, the intellect by itself is not enough. The intellect needs to be moved by the will. Thus faith involves the heart as well as the mind. St. Thomas Aquinas defined faith as, quote, an act of the intellect that assents to divine truth at the command of the will as this is moved by God through grace. The mind needs to be moved to believe because there is nothing to compel us to assent to propositions about unseen things, as there is, say, to the proposition that 5 plus 7 equals 12, which is something we just see. The outward cause of faith is the determination of what is to be believed. This requires someone to propose what is to be believed, in other words, a teacher, first of all Christ, and those of his followers, first of all his apostles and their rightful successors, the bishops, whom we can trust to teach faithfully, without alteration, what he commanded. Thus, faith comes from hearing, Romans 10.15, because we do not yet see the things to be believed. But, St. Paul asks, How shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall someone preach unless he is sent? We need to know 
that our teacher has been authorized by one who received his authority from someone whose authority can be traced back to the apostles sent by Christ in unbroken succession. This unbroken succession has only been preserved in the Catholic Church. Mohammed was not sent by anyone who can trace his authority in unbroken succession back to Christ, nor have the bishops of the Anglican and Lutheran churches received this authority in an unbroken line going back to the Apostles. Definite doctrines are proposed for our belief because God does not speak vaguely. His word is clear, like light to the eyes, as the psalmist says. Psalm 18.8 Faith cannot be certain unless what is to be believed can be stated clearly. As our salvation depends on faith, salvation cannot be certain unless faith is. Only the Catholic Church teaches clearly and steadfastly without bowing or bending to the changing currents of thought of this world, the teaching of Christ in its entirety. As faith does not yet see clearly the things that are believed, in one way it is an imperfect virtue. Its virtue does not, like natural science or mathematics, lie in the clarity of its understanding, but in the firmness with which it adheres to the truth, indeed to the first truth. Faith also depends on trust, because Christ is the truth in person. John 14.6 But faith is not just trusting in a person, it is adherence to the truth a truth which, though not clearly seen, is higher than anything natural science can tell us about in this world. This truth is about God, who is the Trinity, about the divinity of His Son, and the mediation of His grace through the Church. Gloria, iterum venturus est, idicare, 
Terum venturus est, cum gloria cuius regni, non erit finis. Iterum venturus est, cum gloria, iterum venturus est, judicare, iterum venturus est, 